On today's first round KO, we talk about NFL Week 9. Then we talk about college football with a lot of big upsets. And we talk about the insane WWE pay-per-view known as Crown Jewel. Let's get it. One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't bro. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's the night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go, 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 go. Welcome to the most must-hear WSCW sports podcast in history. Welcome no, to... No, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. It's pretty basic with Alicia Marie and Remy Cruz, right? Where are they? Where are they? I know you're here. You're in Whitewater. Where are you? <laughs> Welcome to First Round <laughs> KO. Because that's the podcast we're actually listening to is First Round KO. <laughs> Sorry, we're a bit giggly right now. <laughs> I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Oh Howard my. J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Oh, my. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> we've spent probably, we, we've been in here for about a half hour already. <laughs> <laughs> we stumbled onto what might be my new favorite podcast. <laughs> it depends. On, I'm going to give it a listen, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> And we read the synopsis, and we kind of played through some scenarios. It's, oh, God. We're not going to tell you the name. We're definitely not. You know what? Here's the thing. If I if I find it enjoyable, because I'm going to listen. I need to listen to an episode. I feel like I have to as well. Like, I feel like the next time we come back, we have to report on this. We will we will update you guys on what the show, if it's good. If it's terrible, I'm not going not gonna to waste your time. But if it's decent and it's entertaining, we will update you. And we will explain what's happening. It's under the entertainment. It's under the under entertainment slash comedy tab on the podcast thing on Spotify. Because that's how I found it. So. <sighs> wow. Wow. That's a, that's a thing. It is a thing. That is a thing. So how are you doing, Connor? You know, <laughs> after that, and after getting absolutely just roasted by Everyone at station. Yeah. That means you. That means the bartender, Shelby. I will take full responsibility for starting that. That that means the one old dude at the end of the bar. What that, did you say to even provoke? I said some some shit about uh, the Bears. I said I think we were talking about the White Sox. No. No, that was later. That was, that was later. No, I was talking about this season and how the Bears are in first place. And then, uh, and then what's his name? Damn it! What's his name? Uh, Austin. Is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Austin was just like, "Oh, it's about time you guys do something." I was like, "Oh yeah, don't remind me." Just like making a joke about it. I was like, "It could be worse." And then I think, oh, and then, and then I think it was Andy who mentioned 2010. Yep, 2010. And then I was, and, and then I was just like, "No, it's not that up. one." And then I brought up 2015. Yep. And, and then that. it just, and then it just became a freaking roast fest. And then we, and then I started talking about baseball. I was like, "At least I have the White Sox. They haven't let me down so much." And then Zach was like, "Oh wow, it's been a while." And then, and then I was like, oh, you know what? At least I have a baseball team that won a tiebreaker. 2008 happened, to which Shelby said, oh, wow, it's been a long time, bud. And then that happened, and then, and then, uh, and then Nicole, <laughs> Nicole was like, wait, how are you a Bears fan and a White Sox fan? I was like, Nicole, 
I'm from Chicago. She's like, yeah, so where are the White Sox from? I just walk out the bar. I'm just like, I... Yeah, yeah, Chicago Bears, but where are the White Sox from? Oh, my God. What was it that... And I just walk out, and then everyone's (laughs) like, oh, no. Well, because the first time... What was the one thing? Because I walked out the first time, and everyone was just like... And then, like, you came to the door, and you're like, I still love you. (laughs) Because we had brought up 2010... Obviously, the Packers lose, or the Packers beating the Bears in the, the NFC, NFC Championship. Championship. No, and but then, that one I was just like, okay, we had a third string play, right, you guys. That's because fine. Jay Cutler gave up, and, and then, then our second string quarterback was a fucking dinosaur. Was brought up, and right? Because Durant, it was the Randall Cobb, and then 2060 and Jordy Nelson, right? 17, and no, it was 60. It was 16, um, and then that prompted me <laughs> to say, yeah, your team is blue. And we would be, too, if we had been choking for this long. <laughs> and then everyone just lost their minds. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, then I left. That's when you walked I out left. the first time. <laughs> and then you came back in, and that's when Nicole said, yeah, but where are the White Sox? Yeah. And so, then that and then Rough sh- night for Chicago fans. <laughs> <laughs> rough night for this Chicago fan. This one specifically. Like, not, not Chicago fans, plural. Just me. Honestly, not- rough night for Packer fans, too. <laughs> Dude, I'm rough be, night for anti-Tom Brady I'm going to be, yep, I'm going to be straight. Yeah, Tom Brady did it. Okay, he almost 300 yards, but he only had one touchdown. You know how Tom Brady fans are going to be. And, and I'm not touch- even talking Patriots fans. I'm talking Tom wasn't Brady even fans. Him, it was Josh Gordon. We're going to get to that game, and we're going to get to all the football games that have already happened from NFL Week 9. But before we get to that, I have a few things. First of all, uh, Twitter, go follow us there. Go follow us on Facebook. Go follow us on YouTube because I do all my wrestling stuff on YouTube. Fridays at 10 p.m. Listen to Bops Only. Hey, the live stream might be up and running soon. Oh, my God. Yes. Everyone could listen to Bops I've, Only. That would be amazing. That's I, I think that um, I, from talking to Lucas, that like shot up on the on the priority. Yes. Level. Well, because he finally fixed the microphones. <laughs> well, the microphones have been fixed for a few weeks. Right. But I think once he figured out that the Comrex was down, that was the next big thing. And then he came in the one day and was like, hey, it's working. I was like, the fuck? How? Right. But I'm, but yeah, even he was like, yeah, I, w- I want to get the live stream up now that the Comrex unit awesome. is up. We got to get it up because if we're going to, you know, if we're going to do the playoff football games, what use is there? Wanna, yeah. You know? So go follow the, Twitter's ac- the Twitter accounts because once the live stream is up and running and you can listen to Bops only on, on the live stream online, then we will update you on said Twitter accounts. Links will be in the description. Also, we'll go through them. We'll run through them at the end of the show. So. Before we start the NFL recap, I have a quick shout-out again to my little brother who plays uh, high school football. He's now done with high school football, but high school football at Tomahawk, Wisconsin. He got uh, all-conference honorable mention for offense. Oh, fuck. Yep. And, and he was the special teams player of the year for Tomahawk. Oh, no way. Yep. Get out. And now he, he, has, he went and visited... When Nona's looking at him for school, I think he – where did he just go to visit? Mm, can't remember. I think Winona is actually where he just visited. Um, and then in Moorhead State, or just Moorhead, one of the two, don't remember. And then he's also visiting Oshkosh come towards the end of the month. If, so. he, if he plays football at, at Oshkosh, I hope you disown him. Somewhat. I mean, next year I would, but then when I graduate, I mean, I kind of have to cheer for my brother. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But, yeah, so shout out to my little brother. He had no, a really good no, senior year. Fucking props yeah. to him, dude. Yeah. Does he listen? Does Cam listen? Oh, sometimes when I tell him I shut him out and stuff. All right, dope, cool. But, well, Which means he's probably going to listen. Congrats, exactly. dude. Congrats. Congrats Honestly, dude, that's yeah. 
That's fucking sick. Uh, so, props to you. Well deserved. Well so, uh, deserved. Definitely keep everyone updated on what he does going forward. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely let me know if he commits anywhere. Absolutely. So, talking about football, we're gonna go right into the NFL Week Nine. Sorry, I just got a little stuffed up there. Mm. Eh. All right. No. Uh, no, I feel you. That's literally been me all weekend. So let's talk about this game because it's fresh in our minds. <sighs> the New England Patriots uh, took care of the Packers at home, 31-17. Now, a lot of people are going to look at this game and say, well, of course the Patriots won. Packers just traded away Haha Clinton Dix, so their defense was a little worse. Trade was still a mistake, but I'm going to hold my extended I see, opinion on now, that one. I've come to terms with the trade. Have you? I still hate it but I've come to terms with it. If he if he's not going to sign with us and or I feel if, like he wanted to. If if he wasn't going to sign or, or we weren't going to sign him, either way, I would rather get a pick for him. Fair enough. Like especially the way that Goody's been or the Goody drafted last year, I would much rather have a draft pick than a player just walk. So, and the way that Tremont Williams played safety tonight, I kind of I kind of enjoyed. So, I, I've I've come to terms with the haha trade, but people are gonna look at this and say, well, of course, you know, they couldn't they couldn't stop Tom Brady on defense. That's not true though. It was tied seventeen seventeen going into the fourth quarter. It was the same situation that we had last week against the Rams. You can't beat these high tier teams with just field goals and with turnovers. We saw Aaron Jones fumble for the first time in uh, in the season, I think, and. A field goal early in the game. It was our first drive. We should have scored a touchdown. We didn't. Got the field goal. You can't win with field goals no. against these high-scoring teams, especially when your defense lacks. But you have when we have the best quarterback in the NFL, most talented quarterback in the NFL. We need to put up more than 17 points. That's not on the defense. Like we gave up 14 in the fourth quarter because the Patriots were sealing the deal. We have to put up more than 17. Like, th that's all. It, and it's come down to the offense. And I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks. I know I've been saying it for the past couple of years, but now it's really been solidified. And I don't know if I've said it on the show. I say it to, you know, <laughs> to everyone when I talk about the Packers. Last year, we trade or we we got a new general manager, which we all everyone outside of the Packers and inside of the Packers knew that we needed a new GM. Ted Thompson. Wasn't yeah, working out. we got a new GM. He did a really he had a decent offseason. He signed Jimmy Graham and Muhammad Wilkerson, great pickups, and he had a really good draft. I so cool. GM kind of fixed. You know, obviously it's his first year. We'll see what he actually does, but as of right now, I'd say that was a successful I was gonna say this, move. I was going to say the standard that he set so far is all <clears throat> good things so far. We brought back one of our most successful offensive coordinators in Joe Philbin. Won a Super Bowl under him. Went 15-1 and one under him. Aaron Rodgers has won two MVPs under him. Great move. We also picked up one of the best defensive minds in the league as our new defensive coordinator, Mike Patton. Uh, people people praise him. The Jet When he was the Jets, I believe, defensive coordinator under Rex Ryan, the Jets had a top 10 defense for like six or seven years. I mean, that's what prompted the Cleveland Browns to go sign him as their exactly. head coach for a while. Exactly, and the Browns' defense wasn't terrible either. They just no. didn't have a quarterback. No, they, they didn't have really anyone on offense minus Joe Thomas. So, again, over Dom Capers, who was who was proven not to work in the NFL, 
I'd say that's an I mean, upgrade. I wouldn't say not so much that he was was proven not to work. His system became very outdated. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So it didn't work in today's NFL. Right. So upgraded GM. Check. Upgraded upgraded offensive coordinator. Check. Upgraded defensive coordinator. The team is still not good. What's the one more thing that we can change? And immunity to injuries. Obviously, people are going to have injuries. Oh well, yeah, but I feel but like when I... you have the best quarterback in the NFL, who's calling the plays? Is it McCarthy? Reports are that it's still Mike McCarthy. Strip him of play calling duties. Mm, I'd go further than that. I mean, I'm I'm all about fire McCarthy, but. I'm all for my fire McCarthy. I mean, but if if you don't want to fire McCarthy, at the very least, strip him of the play calling we've duties. Already, we've tried that before. Well, not with Joe Philbin back. I say strip him of the head coach. No, we actually no. You're right. It was after Joe Philbin left. You're right. But still, I get rid of McCarthy. We've changed everything. Basically, we got rid of Jordy Nelson. We changed the offense around these newer, younger receivers. We have Aaron Rodgers. We have a running game now. Who would have thunk it? And we actually have a decent defense with a good scheme. Who's getting who? Mind we you, young, we have young. They got pre- talent. They got pressure on Brady tonight. Yeah, they did. They got a good we amount of a, pressure on. We him. have a solid middle linebacker. Yeah. We have two young studs at cornerback. Oh my goodness, they're amazing. Josh Jones, I still believe is going to work in the safety. I he came in and we you got missed it when you were at the volleyball, but Jackson yeah. made a but Josh Jackson made it some hell of. A hell of a couple. Plays, I like honestly. Josh Jackson a lot. I've been very vocal on that since. Right, right, you, year. right. You're right. You've been the Jackson yeah. guy, and I've been the Alexander. That's why guy, I was yeah. okay that uh, Morgan Burnett walked because I knew Josh Jackson would, uh, eventually would step into that spot. We have a solid defense. Yeah, that, uh, you know, uh, Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels are solid. Muhammad Wilkerson would have been. I don't mind Dean Lowry at the line. We have a solid amount of talent on the defensive side, and now we have a defensive mind that can be there. We have talent on the offensive side. We have new, newer, younger guys. We have a running game. Our offensive line has been healthy yeah. up until tonight. Yeah, Belago went Belago down. Belago went down, day. but he goes down every year. Like, uh, we have the best quarterback in the freaking league. Which to me, there's only one more thing to change. Which again, which I mean, this, there was a meme that I shared that I mean it was funny, but it, there's the one thing that was like kind of true: the fact that Aaron Rodgers is in this conversation to be the GOAT, and he's had to basically drag an, a a less-than-average head coach to the promised land. He's not The a- only reason that he think he's still a head coach is because Aaron Rodgers keeps dragging him. He's Aaron is his lifeline by his play. I hate it. But I do think that mm. if Mike McCarthy was gone and they got a new head coach, and they – or honestly, if – if they're so stubborn on keeping Mike McCarthy as a head coach, at the very least, I say strip him of play calling duties, and watch the offense flourish. Honestly, like okay, like because it's just like okay, yeah, McCarthy's calling the the plays and Philbin, everything. Like, Philbin is a proven guy with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, and McCarthy's calling Philbin plays and everything, but he's calling them at the wrong times. We think let Philbin, who knows who's been down this song and dance before, be like, you know what? Let's go. McCarthy, we got some weapons. Let's let's turn them loose. McCarthy calls, pulls this shit where he thinks that. He's catching defenses off guard. But he does it every fucking time. Third and one. What does McCarthy do? Let's bomb this shit. Let's bomb it for the end zone. Teams know you do it so often that teams know you have. Okay. Uh, the only luxury they really have is the fact that Aaron can perfectly place balls and receivers know where to go there. Third and 12. What are we doing? Run it. Run it or eh, let's put the ball in Aaron Hans. Psych. Let's throw a screen pass. 
or let's make him scramble for dear life. You have the best quarterback in the league. Draw up some routes and draw up something to get Aaron. Just let Aaron make a play. Let him go out there. He's the best quarterback. He's the smartest. He is one of the most talented quarterbacks as far as feet, arm strength, accuracy. He's the complete package. He is the complete He's package. He's literally the com- – you package. can't put together a better prototypical quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. And they fucking do screen passes and deep go routes. Yeah, I know. And now you have guys like Devontae Adams. He can run routes. You have Randall Cobb. He's he- a return guy. He can run routes. Geronimo Allison is a fantastic route runner. Was hurt, but he, I, I yes, but Vantes Scantling showed up. Right, he's he, amazing. He's proven now. to be a really good he's weapon. Proven to as, have hands as, a, and, as a rookie. Yeah, and, and he's got speed. Right, and you're gonna bomb it. Bomb it to him. And I, I mean, and I don't mean to sound like a homer here, but we saw what Kumro did in preseason. Like he, yes. he's an efficient and, route runner. And Kumro likes a, Kumro. Right. I there's. There's only one more thing you can change. We're not changing quarterback. No. Because why the who, who else would replace him? No one. I don't know. We, we can. There's no one we could go get right now. I could name a few head coaches that we could go get. Go. Out of college, we could go get so many out of college. Chip Kelly, I'm sure, would love to come back. I don't know if I would take him, but he's an offensive guy. Can you imagine him with a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah, but I don't think I don't think a Chip Kelly's system would benefit this team. Pete Carroll. Carroll's at Seattle. I guarantee you, he won't be for long. <laughs> he, I think he retires soon before he goes of before he goes anywhere else. Todd Haley, he's available. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Browns did cut him. I'd be fine with him. Do you do you, do you think the Packers go try to poach Josh McDaniels? Yes. Even though I think the Browns are going to pursue him hard. Oh, I know they will, yeah. But honestly, if we... Uh, McDaniels would be good. Because we have Petten, because we have a solid defensive guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Philbin and jo- Josh McDaniels working but then, But then here's the thing. If they, and McDaniels if, would do that, too. But if That's they get the a thing. new head coach, do you think that whoever the new head coach would try to come in with their own coordinators? Or would, the new G- or would this GM be like, nope, mm, these, no. are, these are our coordinators. Make do with mm. them. Because, I mean, you see it all the time. Head coaches want to come in with their guys. McDaniels might come in with his own offensive guy, which that'd be fine because he would want to work in his own scheme and his own playbook. Right. And that I would I would almost be okay with that. Okay. As long as he kept petting. Because, like, you can't, as an offensive coach or even as a defensive coach, like, as an offensive coach, you can't come in and say, I don't want that defensive coordinator. Because, like, that, that's not your thing. So a little so bit, like of, that, that's so a little bit you, what Nagy did with the Bears when yeah, they were them trying to keep Fangio for yeah, DLA, you have to keep, whom the Packers almost went and got exactly. Fangio. You have to keep, like if you're an offensive guy, let the GM pick the defensive guy. Or whoever's the incumbent. If he was good exactly. enough, to let him stay, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that would be part. It, I, I don't know if we would keep Philbin or not. That would kind of be up to McDaniels and uh, Goody when they would you know, th- talk about that. Question, does Aaron, does Aaron Rodgers sit in on any or all of this uh, discussion about whether to keep McCarthy or not. Because <laughs> if they cut him, do you think he plays a significant role on who the next guy is? Yes, 100%. I think Goody, Goody that's what been one of his biggest things is that he's built that relationship with Aaron Rodgers. They signed him to that big contract. They went and got him a legit tight end, which mm-hmm. he's been begging for for the past 10 years after – well, after the, I should say after the past five years when Drew Michael Finley got hurt. Um yeah, I, I think he's built. I think he's building a legit relationship with Aaron. You have to. 
He's your best player on your team. He's your he, franchise quarterback. Right, and they're wasting his prime right now. He's, they're absolutely wasting his prime. And that's my only thing with Goody. Like, I trust him to kind of build a good team. But we have a limited window, which is the next three years. Even that fourth year of his – the last year of his contract, like, that's when he's going to start – I mean, he could be like Tom. I was going to say, Tom could, is like freaking immortal. Yeah, it, I'm looking at a normal quarterback, you know. Very true. And especially a guy who who relies on his relies, legs a little not bit relies more. on the but uses his legs as much as Aaron. That's going to start declining too. <sighs> I just don't. I I want to see I want to see McCarthy gone. And and I, you bring up a good point. I I really like the shot of Josh McDaniels. I and I think that would be a spot where he might even go. And Maybe the stars are aligned, too. Maybe this is the year that Belichick finally leaves. And maybe McDaniels wants to get the hell out of New England. And he he picks up in Green Bay where he can come in and win a Super Bowl. Like, he Super Bowl contender right away. Like, I, it'd, be a good, it'd be a good situation for him to do. It's not like the indie job where he's got a few years to work. He has a young quarterback, but that's all basically he has. You know, he's in we he would if he came to Green Bay he'd be an instant win now. I, absolutely. But I think that but do you think he he'd want to go to a such a like situation like that? He's like, yep, I'm in a position where I could be a head coach yeah, to go win a Super Bowl, or would he want to go to a place where he has a couple years to because because I mean, he's beauty, been a head coach before. The beauty of what Goody has been doing and what this Green Bay team is, as much as the team is Aaron Rodgers right now. He's kind of been building, like, this young core that we have now. Right. Like, under the hood, there's a lot of young pieces that yeah, are going to be here like, after the Aaron Rodgers exactly. era. Exactly. Like, if we can hold Presumably. on. Presumably. Obviously, we haven't been holding on to defensive backs ever. But if we can somehow convince uh, Alexander and Jackson to stay and build our defense around those two young studs at cornerback, then, then we can start, you know, focusing on a more all-around defense. You can build an offense, you know, once Aaron leaves or, you know, if you're even looking towards that because that's not going to be for a while. You have a young core, and now we have these young receivers too. Devontae, buddy, he's a third or fourth – he's a fourth-year player, I Something think. Something like that, yeah. He's young. Cobb's – I mean, Cobb's in his – oh, Jesus, Cobb's in year six or seven now, but, but still. Yeah. I mean, but after Cobb, we have Allison, who's a second-year player. We have uh, MVS – Scantling, who's a rookie. We have Equanimous St. Brown, or Equinemia, sorry. Equinemia St. Brown, who is a rookie. Jake Kumaro, rook, uh, second rookie. year. Second year. He's been in the league. He's been, in the, he's been bouncing around the year for the league for a, a couple, few years now. He hasn't actually played, though. He's been on an he, active I roster, mean, I think, once. And that I was with Cincinnati. think when he actually hits the field, he'd be considered a rookie, though. I think I heard them talking about that. Really? I don't remember. But either way, because I'm pretty guy. sure he saw the field as a Bengal. Did he? I think so. Either way, he cracked. The, he cracked their 53 man at and one point. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both are solid running backs, second year guys. I I I like what Goody's doing at GM. I love Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin's a proven guy with the Packers, that offensive coordinator. Mike Pettin is a proven defensive coordinator. Just got to give him the tools, and I believe he has. A starter kit right now with the defense. Oh, yeah, it's a damn good Bay starter defense. kit to have. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's only one more thing to change. It's McCarthy's got to go. I've been I've been saying it for years, and yeah. I know a lot of Packer fans, anytime the Packers lose, they go, oh, McCarthy needs to go. But it, I, I've 
legitimately been saying he's not the head coach for us. He just hasn't been doing it. And it's not it's obviously not the quarterback. I don't it's not the offensive talent. We've had great offenses in the past. And we've only won one Super Bowl with this team with this quarterback. I McCarthy's got to go. That's all I got to say about that. Um and the sad thing is, yeah, about this Patriots game cuz that's what we started talking about. Unless you I mean even if you look at yards, Aaron's not that far off. Aaron's off 35 yards. Aaron outdueled Tom tonight. He definitely outthrew him. Yeah. He threw like I said 35 y- less yards, but he had two touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack. Brady had one touchdown. For and and two sacks. I don't know. <sighs> I I don't know. I like I I was telling someone earlier because they asked me what happens if the Packers lose tonight, and this was before the game. And I said, I said I'll I'll kind of lose hope in the season. Like if we can't if we can't beat if we can't beat these big teams, we're not gonna win the playoffs. Well, then that actually—I'm actually glad you mentioned that because then that poses the question for you that I have for you: when they start to heavily get into divisional play in the, in these next few weeks, what do you think? What do you think the end result's going to be with this team? Maybe a wild card. We could maybe get in as a six seed, which, to be fair, we won the Super I was Bowl. Say, you guys won as a six seed. So, like we, like I was like I was telling this person that I was talking to. I'll never fully give up hope on the Packers. As as long as Aaron Rodgers is under center for the Green Bay Packers, I will never fully give up hope on the Packers. You can't. Like, you just can't. Unless they're mathematically out, they're not out. True. And so I'll never fully give up hope. But after last week, like I said. <clears throat> well, last on- week was a timeout was. But the time Montgomery thing, like, take that out of the game. You got to score touchdowns Fair. to beat the undefeated St. Louis Rams. Look what New Orleans it's, did. L.A. Rams, sorry. <clears throat> Look what New Orleans did this week. Look what New Orleans. They, 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 str- they straight up went at them. Yeah. You have to score touchdowns. They had one field goal. The the uh, and it was a fifty-four yard bomb from Will Lutz. But this has got a leg. He does have a leg. You have to score touchdowns. So like I, obviously I'm pissed at Ty Montgomery because he took away. A chance for Aaron to c- come back. I'm losing my voice, but you have to score touchdowns, and that and that's the biggest thing. So, I and and is the same thing here. We only scored the two. All right, now question for you again. Yeah. Speaking of divisional games, week 15 in Chicago, defense better than this defense. Offense not as good as this offense that they just played. At the rate this Packers team is going, what's going to happen? Because I know we joked about what was going to happen when we were at station earlier. <clears throat> But realistically looking at the rate this team is going, if you take into account what's going on, and maybe they improve a little bit up until week 15, and the Bears, you know, let's say the Bears are still at first or whatever, and their defense is still doing what they're doing. And by that point, we presume Khalil Mack will be healthy because they've been, they've been sitting him. Week. Yeah, they, they're, they're sending him out there next <clears> week. <throat> what do you expect to see from the Packers then? A lot of the first half of the first week. <clears throat> I, if we continue on this trend, you know, realistically, you guys are going to win. If 
if Trubisky can take care of the ball <clears throat> and Nagy can do Nagy things and make an offense make this offense look better than it is, which they've been he's which, which he, he's been that offense has been looking a lot like like little did I know I didn't notice till I couldn't watch a game because it wasn't on the market up here, so I had to rely on other people. I had zone. Well, yeah. <laughs> But apparently, this team apparently the Bears are the ninth are are ninth in uh, points per game in the league somehow. You want to know what Money Mitch did this week? <clears throat> I kind of do because I didn't watch any of the game. Twelve for twenty. So I heard they went very run heavy today. One hundred and thirty-five yards. All right, that's not okay. Not everyone can throw three hundred yards like Mahomes. Now, calm, calm down. We don't need to start. Air- you have been preaching on how on this offense. Yeah, and I've also been preaching patience on a second-year quarterback. We don't need him to throw there's eighty another, freaking passes. There's another second-year quarterback who's going to be MVP this year. Just yeah, okay, okay. You there's know? another. There's another. Uh, a completely separate second-year quarterback, a third second-year quarterback, who you sit here. <laughs> And praise day in and day out because he has this God-given NFL talent. But then you sit here, patience, pa- yes. my young Padawan. Yes, patient. Oh, yes, you're damn right. I'm gonna say patience because it's a different fucking scheme. It's an offensive coach who has proven to be. I'm just. I don't know. Proven to be a good offensive coordinator with better talent. He's still. We'll get to the story if eventually. If Mitch didn't have good talent around him, this team would not be as good. Okay, I can agree to that. And yes. Mitch would be somehow even worse. <laughs> M- Mitch would be below average to average. He's he's, he's average. average to above average right now. He's average. <clears throat> Mitch will be good. He won't be. I mean, Deshaun Watson's the better quarterback out of the two. Also, that's that's for damn sure. But he can still be good in his own right. Nathan Peterman threw forty nine passes today. Come on. Now they were th- that's that's literally throwing in the towel. Now EJ Manuel That is literally throwing in the towel. EJ Manuel posted on his Instagram. Yeah, today. can we get the full comment? He's a free if you want to try to find it. Yeah, I'm gonna find EJ Manuel saying <clears throat> is, is it still there? Is it still on his post? Uh, yeah, if you look on his Instagram it should be EJ. there. So he he is a free agent right now. He's a former Bills quarterback. I think he then he backed up for the Raiders and then probably No, he deleted of- that shit. Did he delete it? Oh, it's gone. Check Bleacher Report. I'm going on. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna check Twitter too because you know the but internet he posted, stays on the But he posted on his. Jesus, excuse me. He posted on his Instagram story that he was just appalled by the, the by the performance by Nathan Peterman. He has had, I think, he said three or four games where Peterman has thrown four plus touchdown or interceptions. And EJ's just saying like, hey man. I'm not saying I'm fantastic at quarterback. I'm not saying I'm really good or anything, but I have never, never done anything like that. Okay. I have never done All right, that. So anymore. I got the full. So I got the full quote, and then I have a a comment that he made back in 2016 that uh, that I think follows it up really, really well. Go ahead. So here's what he posted on his on his uh, on his Instagram story, which has been since deleted. Right. And I quote. I usually never open up about my situation in Buffalo, but the fact that this guy, Peterman, has had multiple games with four interceptions, four-plus interceptions, and I still don't have a job in the league, unreal. Say what you want about me, but I never, but never have I ever done that. 
forget a learning curve. I didn't get the luxury of being able to use that as an excuse. I wonder why. What did he say in 2016? He said, the leash isn't as long in, uh, in reference to white quarterbacks. And then you have. Then he said, you have to take advantage of the old, those opportunities when you get them. People are always a little critical toward, and I quote, uh, not and I quote, but uh, he was in ref- referencing black quarterbacks. But it comes with the territory. If only. Now that's an interesting thing because I was going to bring it up too, and I know you will. <sighs> if, I can't imagine. Like obviously, we know how he feels. He put out his feelings. Can you imagine if you were a quarterback? <laughs> if you were a quarterback, yeah, who brought your team to a Super Bowl? Oh yeah. Who at one point seemed like an unstoppable offense. Oh, yeah. And because of one thing that you believe in, yeah. you are not on an NFL team. Can you imagine how can you imagine how Peyton Manning feels? No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine <laughs> how Colin Kaepernick feels? Can you imagine how Colin Kaepernick feels? Like obviously EJ Manuel, he could play the quarterback position. Yeah. I'll give him that. Not well, he, but he could play it. Better than Nathan Peterman. Exactly. Can you imagine how Kaepernick feels? Much better than Nathan Peterman. Again, <sighs> Kaepernick's it, better than I would say 30% of the quarterbacks that play quarterback. Literally right the every week we get through. And anyone who knows me knows that I try not to get political unless unless literally just provoked. Unless something happens where I'm just like, "You know what? I'm tired. I need to take a fucking stand." <clears throat> but literally, how much longer do we have to go? Until it's finally proven that somewhere, somewhere in the league, that Colin Kaepernick is just getting blackballed. How much longer? Are we, how much longer are we gonna it's ignore ridiculous. this? It's ridiculous. Like Carolina finally figured it out, and they have a racist ass owner, and they I'm signed sorry. Ed Reed. Nathan Peterman, I said earlier, he threw forty nine passes. Yeah, he completed thirty one of them. Oh, good for him. You know how many yards he had on thirty one completions? I'm gonna go like eighty. 189. Oh, well. Good for him, I guess. He threw three, 30 passes, and he didn't even get 200 yards. And he threw three interceptions. And they they never benched him, did they? No. This is actually his first career start that he finished start the game. Or start to finish. Out of, I think this was his fifth career start. How does he still have a job in the league? As a, like, like, I don't, I, I'm not calling for the guy to, like, be jobless. But in comparison to so many quarterbacks who are actually out there looking for a job, like, how does he have a job in the league? And, you know, Kaepernick doesn't. E.J. Manuel doesn't. Tyrod Taylor on the bench. Teddy Bridgewater on the bench. Johnny Manziel, Canada. We're going to get to Teddy Bridgewater. You know? Like, there's so many quarterbacks either in Canada or, or just sitting on a couch somewhere. I would like to remind you who the Bills traded away earlier before uh, the regular season. Mr. Terod Taylor? Uh, Terod Taylor, yes. But that's because they were getting Josh Josh Allen. Who is currently hurt. <clears throat> they traded away Edge McCarron. Who they signed in the offseason to be a quarterback or a backup quarterback. That might be Gruden's best finesse right there. <laughs> that be, that might have been the greatest fleecing of a I trade. I feel bad for AJ McCarron. Honestly, I do. He's been a backup to Andy Dalton, who somehow never gets hurt but never plays good anyway. 
He's been a backup to Dalton for his entire NFL career, and then he finally goes to the Bills, and he. Gets I a thought chance. he was about to be the starter. He was. He was going to be the starter because they weren't going to start Allen right away. I. Mm, you know how I feel on that. Yeah. And we, we went through an entire summer. And obviously, of that. Nathan Peterman's not going to start. AJ McCarron was going to be the Buffalo starter. He was finally going to get his chance. And he would have done a lot better. He would have been done better than Nathan Peterman. Um, Steelers beat the Ravens. Steelers are five two and one. A very, very much a far cry now than where they were at the beginning of the season, where yeah. their identity was very, was very much in question. For for whatever reason, that's a surprising record. I didn't think they only had two losses. Um, realistically, they should have lost. To, they should be five and three. Realistically, the Browns should have won that game. Um, James Conner, one hundred and seventy yards. Lev who? Honestly, <laughs> McAfee made a shirt, and it's James Conner silhouette, and it says "No Bell Needed." Ah, pretty good. Yeah, honestly, like I, there, there, there was talk. Adam Schefter said that they could transitional tag him next year or something like that. How does that mean? It's like, why? Fucking let him leave. He doesn't want to be here. He obviously hasn't come back. Let him fucking walk. Honestly. Why would you want him still on your team? It's Seriously. Stupid. At that point, that's where loyalty is just being a fucking. That's where being loyal and being a dumbass intertwine right and there. And then James Conner after the game today said. Oh yeah, if he comes back, we'll welcome with the with the open arms. Of what's, course you will. What's he's he supposed to say? Exactly. Stupid. Uh, Patrick Mahomes continued to ball out. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Peterman only had thirty-one completions. Patrick Mahomes threw thirty-two passes, and he threw three hundred and seventy-five yards and three touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, who I think is one of the most underrated running backs in the league, kid's incredible. And he had 91 yards and two touchdowns. He also had a, uh, I think he had more catches, but he had one catch of 50 yards on a screen pass that went for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt is very underrated. And he, I think he needs to get a little more love when when we talk about, yeah, it was just the one catch. He needs to get more love when we talk about the Chiefs. I, I love Kareem Hunt. He's fantastic. He was disrespected on that NFL top running back thing. Oh, my goodness. He was, he was so disrespected. He was freaking dissed, man. Top running backs go Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. But Tyreek Hill's a wide receiver. Yes. Did I say Tyreek Hill? You did. Kareem. Yeah. Mel- Todd Gurley. Yeah. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, maybe at five. Yeah. Maybe at five. Zeke Elliott, probably at five. Mm. Saquon, maybe. Saquon hasn't earned that yet. No. Saquon's explosive. Someone someone pointed this out to me, and I kind of went back and watched a little bit of film. Saquon's explosive, but he doesn't – yet he hasn't really gotten like he, – he's not like an every down back. He breaks off on a lot of big plays, and that's how he gets his yardage. So we'll see on that. But – Anyway, Chiefs Chiefs are still really good. Browns still working some stuff out. Yeah, this this game went as expected. Um, also, interestingly enough, the five touchdowns that the Chiefs scored today, they were all scored by Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. Do you know where Travis Kelsey grew up? Cleveland. Cleveland. You know where Kareem Hunt grew up? Cleveland. Cleveland. 
that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, Cue Homecoming by actually Alexa play Homecoming by Kanye West and Chris Martin. Coming home. Wrong one. That's Diddy. That's 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 that's, that's the com- first one that popped in my head. That's so, that song's <laughs> literally titled "Coming Home," not what, "Homecoming." I, I know it wasn't the right time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dolphins beat the Jets thirteen to six. Hit the snooze alarm on that one. Wait, what? Oh no! Did you pick the Jets? Oh no! Yay! The curse is back. Oh no! <laughs> I was really hoping. Oh no! <laughs> I picked the Dolphins actually on that. One. Oh no! I felt good about that one. I did a thing. Oh, yikes. Sam Darnold threw four interceptions today. Oh, the curse is back. <laughs> the curse of the Jets. You guys are, you guys are going to have mm. a fucking field day on Thursday oh, with yeah, that absolutely. one. If I had a Jets jersey, I would have wore it. <laughs> uh, Vikings beat up on the Lions 24-9, showing a- that they are still a threat in the North. And the Lions are still the most week-by-week team in the league. Do you want to know how many times Matt Stafford got sacked today? Four. Five. Keep going. Six. Keep going. No, eight. Keep going. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Oh, my God. Ten sacks. Four. Fifty-six yards. <laughs> I can't even say a word at that point. I just feel bad for Stafford. So, fun stat that I heard during Red Zone. Yeah. Matthew Stafford has been sacked against the Vikings more times than any quarterback against a single team in NFL history. You know, number two, Who? Matt Stafford against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him. Honestly, same. Because he's a really talented guy. He really is. Like, I have to appreciate his talent and his playmaking ability, just, his sidearm for I shit. would like him so much more if he wasn't a lion. Bro. If he was in Jacksonville, here we go. They would have won the Super Bowl last Pro- year. Prob- That's all I have to probably. say. They would have won the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> he he is that good. Although I I really believe he has that much talent. It's just unfortunate that he's in Detroit. Um, yeah, we don't have to talk about that much game much longer. Wow. What are the Vikings now? Hold on. When this loads back up, Vikings are five three and one. Should be five and four. Packers had that game one. The Falcons finally resurged. 38-14, to 14, they beat the Redskins in uh, Washington. I hope I picked Atlanta, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. I'm going to see if I can find this stat. I think it's on my phone. Give me a sec. It's a while ago. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, almost there. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Julio Jones scored his first touchdown of the season today. Do you know when Julio Jones last scored a touchdown in the NFL? 2016. Close. 15. Not really. 14. November 26th of 2017. Oh, wow. It's almost been a full calendar year since he scored a touchdown. Uh, so good for him. It was actually a really cool moment. I don't know if you saw when he, he scored on a screenplay, I think. But when he hit the end zone, I shit you not, the entire – the other 10 people on the field and some people from the bench – came to the end zone to celebrate with him because he is that team's leader. He is the offensive leader. He's the offensive captain. He is like that locker room leader for them, apparently. And they everyone on that team was so happy for Julio that they all went and congratulated him. Good. They were all extremely happy for him. And that has, that, to, that has to do wonders. That has made me see 
Julio Jones in a new light. Like I, I was a you know I respected his talent. Never was a huge fan of him. Never, no reason why. Just never really was. That that gave me a new respect for him. <clears throat> He's a really good guy. Uh, so I don't know. Falcons back or Redskins slipping? Because uh, that can we go both? Is there a mix of both here? Yeah, because the Redskins pride themselves on run defense. Tell, or Tevin Coleman kind of ran all over them, 88 yards mm-hmm. for a backup running back. Like, that's not the best when you kind of pride yourself on run defense. And then the other, this Ito Smith guy ran 60 on 10, 10 rushes. Like, uh, that's rough. I don't know. But it it's kind of scary to see Atlanta rush this much. Is it a little too late, though? Because... Fucking Saints, obviously, what are now uh, six and one, seven and one, whatever they are, seven and one, I believe. And the Panthers are six and two now. So, like, can the Falcons surge enough to sneak into that wild card spot? Can wild they... card, that, but that's about it. They're not winning the division. This is turning into a, I mean, forget about the Buccaneers. We'll talk about them in a second, but this is turning into a good division, too. You know, if the Buccaneers were halfway decent, I would make an argument that the AFC South or the NFC South was the most was the best division in football. Because arguably, you have the best. I on I can say confidently now, you have the best team in the NFC. You know, the, the Saints proved that, and we'll get to that in a sec. You have the Panthers who are looking dominant, especially at home, and the Falcons are a good team. They're just injury riddled. So I, I don't know. That division's scary. Uh, speaking of the Panthers, 42 to 28. And you know what? Fitzpatrick's still better than James Winston. Even though he was so Fitz tragic t- today. But, like, he, Winston Winston would have been terrible. Winston might have put up 14. Winston would have thrown about four turnovers. Yeah. Fitzpatrick still had four touchdowns. He had two picks. But he still had four touchdowns. The biggest thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick that I noticed during red zone when I was watching. Yeah. He fights for yardage. Quarterbacks, you know, fall nowadays because they're injury riddled. Fitzpatrick. Well, that and then coaches tell them just well, get exactly. the hell down so you don't hurt Fitzpatrick yourself. doesn't really get injured, though. I, don't, I can't remember a time that he's been no, hurt. No, I can't. I saw a run. I believe they were on like the eight or seven or something. And it was like second and five. And the dude saw three defenders coming. And he tucked, and he fucking trucked one of the dudes, but then got tackled right away by another. Right. But, like, he he was fighting for yardage. He is out there, and he wants to win. Oh. That is that is the— Oh, Fitzpatrick is out there grinding. Exactly. Honestly. And that's the, that's, the, that's the grind that you want. That's, like, the—what's the word I'm looking for here? That's, like— that's what you want in your locker room. I yes. don't know what the word. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. But Moxie. Yeah. Intensity. Yeah. That that's what you want in your football in your football team, and so they need to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick as long as he's under contract. He needs to be the starter for the Tampa Bay team um, until they find a different quarterback that is not Jameis Winston. <laughs> Texans beat the Broncos. Demarius wins in Denver. <laughs> can we talk about how it took fun. a last second field goal miss? Bro, I was literally watching that last drive on Red Zone. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh shit, Case Keenum's actually kind of driving down. <laughs> and I was like, this would be the most Broncos thing 
if Magnus misses this kick. And I kind of felt it coming. And then he kicks it, and it goes wide right. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) You are such a pessimist. I'm... Dude. (laughs) Like, ideally, you go into a week and you say, hey, our defense is only going to allow 19 points. Yeah. We should be able to go out there and win, right? Ideally. But you only put up 17. (laughs) I don't know. That's just heartbreaking, especially if you're Case Keenum. Like, that would have been such a confidence building drive to lead a team down to a game winning field goal. Well, I mean, the drive is still, I mean, but the drive is still very confidence building, but I think the thing that, but it's not his fault that the kicker missed. Right, but that's still demoralizing. Like, I, he can't. Oh, yeah, it's very demoralizing. I don't think he can take any confidence from that because, like, you still you lost like all of no. the all of the momentum just deflates from you when you lose. Yes, but I mean he can at the very least he can take sauce in the fact that he put them in that position to go grab the game. He did not actively miss that field right. goal. <sighs> yeah, but I mean yeah I mean when you lose especially when you when you do all that work and then you still come up short then yeah you're just like oh fuck yeah. So in that regard yeah I'm sure he's feeling he's probably just like dude <clears throat> what the hell. I would like. To, <laughs> oh no! I wish I could call him right now. Oh no! I would like to call out one of my good friends. Oh, here we go. A friend of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Chad. How did I know? Because the Seahawks game is next. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chad, well-known Seahawks fan. Uh, you guys lost today. <laughs> and I would like to point out that uh, Friday or Saturday. Chad and I were having a conversation via text message, and Chad was trying to convince me that the first L.A. Rams loss was going to come via the Seahawks next week. And I said, first of all, Chad, you're wrong. Saints are going to win. Yes. Second of all, (laughs) really? (laughs) He said, yeah, they only won by one. They only they only won by two, and now our team's getting better, and their team, you know, not working so good. They've been going through a lot of. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> First of all, you lost to the Chargers. Chargers are no joke. They're six and two. Uh, but uh, yeah, your team just lost at home to Philip Rivers and a. Oh, Melvin Gordon did play. That's fair. Uh, but still, Melvin Gordon is not as good a running back. As Todd Gurley. No. So if you let Melvin Gordon put 113 yards on you, good luck against the Rams. That's all I have to say. And now they're pissed because they lost. This is this is a bounce back game for the Rams. Sorry, Chad. Game over. Sorry. Honestly. That's all I have to say to you right now, Chad. Sorry. Saints. Rip. The, <laughs> the Saints beat the aforementioned Rams, handing them their first loss. The Rams are now 8-1, and one, and the Saints are 7-1. and one. The Rams still have two more weeks before going into their bye week. Uh, 45 to 35, they put it away late with a Michael Thomas touchdown, beating Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters was not ready on that play. Uh, but yeah, like I said earlier, you got the way to beat top tier teams like that score touchdowns. That's what the Saints did. You see one field goal late in the game, and that was to put them up. And then eventually they scored the touchdown to put them up 10. You got to score touchdowns. And the Saints can score touchdowns. 
doesn't matter how much their defense can give up 35. That's fine because their offense can go out and put up 42 for 45 a game. That Saints team is scary. Drew Brees, a legend of the game, sure Hall of Famer, first ballot for sure. Dude's incredible, and I don't know. Th- this Saints team is looking hot because he has legit young weapons now. Oh yeah, and yeah, uh, look out, look out for the New Orleans Saints. It'd be interesting to see what they do going forward. <sighs> yeah, and that's all the games that we had in the NFL. We already talked about Sunday night. We have one more game Monday night, Cowboys-Titans. Going to be honest, I don't really care about that game. No, neither do I. Uh, <laughs> both teams are 3-4. and four. Mediocre quarterbacks who had a lot of hype uh, coming in. Uh, yeah, no, I just, yeah, I'll, I'll take a hard pass. Yeah, I'll take a hard pass on that. We'll maybe talk about it on Tuesday if it's interesting. <laughs> we'll touch on it probably. Um, what I do want to talk about now that we're done with the NFL, we're going to move over to college football real quick. UCF still undefeated. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And that's your update for college football. Thanks, bye. Yep, okay, bye. (laughs) No. uh, Pittsburgh beat Virginia, which was a good game, 23. uh, Virginia won 25. er, Pitt was unranked, so Virginia's definitely out now. Uh, And I'm going to pull up the rankings in a sec. Alabama completely embarrassed LSU. Yeah, I was not happy about that. In the bayou. I know. They were down in the bayou. And LSU seldomly gets one up like that on their own home field. 29 to nothing. Now I get, what was it, five or six years ago when it was number one versus number two in the bayou. The final score was nine to six. Defensive battle. Yeah. But now you put in a guy like Tua. Dude, I can't wait till Tua hits the Tua league. Tua threw his first interception, and they still won 29 nothing. I cannot wait till Tua hits the league, dude. When he hits the league, it's over. It's over. I'm officially going to ask uh, Shotgun and the Jacksonville Jaguars to start tanking so that we can get Tua right now. Do I hear uh, a growing hashtag called hashtag tank for Tua? <laughs> Hashtag tank for Tua. Hashtag Duval. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> tank for Tua. I like that. Yep. I might actually have to get that going. <laughs> um, put it on t-shirts already. Make it in every color for all 32 teams so just so you can have it adequate, an adequate t-shirt for whatever team actually does efficiently tank for Tua. <laughs> oh, God. You want to know what make me love Tua more? Mm. If he wasn't on Ala-fucking-Bama. Fair enough. <laughs> That's the only thing preventing me from liking him more. Now, would you like to guess where LSU dropped to Eight. because of this loss? No, are, there, are they out the top ten? No. Nine. Um, In the college football playoff, they are nine. Okay. In the AP ranking, they are ten. So they're nine. So, I mean, by ranking right now, they're ten. Yeah, but, I mean, we all like... look at the CFP now. Mm. I look at the CFP now. That's fair. I don't start looking at it until mid-December. Fair enough. Um, cause really, that's just, just uh, Clemson handled Del- or Louisiana, as we figured. Michigan and Penn State. Now I turned this game on on Friday night or Saturday or whenever the hell it was on. <laughs> I turned this game on and the, the score they were showing a highlight, so the scoreboard wasn't up. And I went, oh shit! Here's the third quarter. Michigan Penn State. This is probably a really good game. I wonder. I wonder who's up. I wonder how close it is. 
how that worked out for you. It was 28 nothing when I turned it on. Dude. And then immediately when I turned it on, Michigan State scored again, so it was 35 nothing. Dude, I'm just saying, Michigan... Or, did I say Michigan? Yeah, Michigan. no, Michigan, I think they knew that that game was essentially the statement game right there. And it, uh, damn straight it was, because that bumped them into four. They are now fourth in both the CPF and... or the CFP? CFP and the AP. Yeah. <sighs> They're good, and I hate it. <laughs> I really hate it. You know what was really demoralizing? What's that? For Penn State? Their backup quarterback got their touchdown in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Do you know how demoralizing that has to be for a starting quarterback? You get shut out, your team's losing 42 to nothing, and your backup comes in and rushes for a touchdown. He leads a 75-yard, 11-play drive in the fourth quarter to score a touchdown. That's demoralizing. I can't imagine Shea Peterson right now. That's, <laughs> that's got to be rough. Uh, number six, Georgia versus number nine, Kentucky. Good matchup going in, but 34-17, Georgia takes care. Uh, yeah, interesting game. We had Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. Now, it didn't live up to the Patrick Mahomes-Baker Mayfield matchup from a f- couple years ago, but it was still a high-scoring good old college football game. 51-46, to Oklahoma took care. Of Texas Tech, Kyler Murray threw 360 yards and three touchdowns, and their running back had 206 yards with three touchdowns. Yikes. Oklahoma's a force to be reckoned with. If they didn't have that one loss, they'd be, I, they would be top three for sure. Uh, Washington State won. Ohio State won. Florida lost to unranked uh, Missouri. Yeah. Not a good look for the Gators. No. Not a good look. Uh, Texas is officially not back. <laughs> West Yo, Virginia. Will Greer. West Virginia. Country this roads. was ballsy as fuck. Like, fucking country road take me home because <laughs> this fucking... Did you see what happened at the end of this game? Yeah. <laughs> the two-point conversion. Are we talking the same? Where oh, Coach yeah. Holger is like, you want to go win the game? Let's they go win the game. They tied the game. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't even say it. They went down one. They were down seven. 16 seconds they score a touchdown to go down one pending the extra point. And the balls on this fucking head coach <laughs> said, fuck the tie. We're, they going, literally, we're they keep, going for the win. Like, the cameras caught him. He was like, you want to win the game? That's, let's go win the game. That's dope. And he said that right to Will Greer. And Greer was like, yeah, let's go win this damn game. What do they do? Wins game. They hit the two-point <laughs> conversion with fucking 14 seconds left. No, 16. I don't think time runs on the two-point. Yeah. <laughs> number 13 hangs on against number 17. What a game. More upsets. Arizona State takes down number 15, Utah. First of all, Utah's number 15? News to me. Hashtag was. (laughs) Uh, 38-20. I mean, it's at Arizona State, but, man, that's got to be rough. I wonder, Utah, they still in? That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't see. Oh, they're in the coaches poll. They're at 24, but uh, they're first out. They're number 26 over in the AP. That's rough. Talk about rough. Iowa <laughs> lost to Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. You know what's real rough about Iowa? What's that? They're five and three. Six and three. They're six and three, but they're three and three in the Big Ten. That's not gonna cut it. Nope. Not at all. Uh Mississippi State won. Syracuse won. Texas A and M 
loses to unranked Auburn. I feel like Auburn's one of the best unranked teams that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's because they have those but two Texas losses. Texas A&M is really performing under expectations oh, since exactly. the big money hire of Jimbo Fisher. Exactly. I think so that's got to be the bigger story. That's a big loss for yeah. sure. Uh, Florida State's taking a big fat L pretty much every every week for Petrovic. They're four and five. That yeah, they're two and five in the ACC. So that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Fresno State hung on. Iowa State hung on. But they're they're both and Boston College, but they're all at the bottom of the rankings. Yeah. So right now our top four, and it's not even giving me. This isn't even. Here we go. CPF or CFP. Uh, what the fuck. Why ain't giving me a CFP? Give me the CFP. Here we go. If you can't tell, I'm really tired right now. <laughs> um, oh. Oh what? Alabama. Clemson. L- no, that's not. That's not right. Michigan. What? Oh, they don't. They haven't announced it yet. I was gonna say I don't think they. They haven't announced it yet. It's a Tuesday thing. It's a Tuesday thing because they announced the CLS CFP on Tuesday. Okay, we'll look at that yeah. in the next podcast then. Hopefully you're right. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, They're still at three. They shouldn't be. But anyway, in the AP poll at least we'll look at. It goes Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan. Which, yeah. I still think UCF's only 11. Come on. <laughs> Show some damn respect. For the unbeaten national champions. Anyway, that's <laughs> college football. To wrap up the podcast, God, I really don't want to talk about this either, but at the same time, I really do. <laughs> yes, this is the time of the show where we're going to talk about professional wrestling. Um, so if you're <laughs> if you don't like professional wrestling, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up everywhere else. Subscribe comment like whatever everything all that stuff bob's only on friday night uh yeah let's talk about wwe you are not you are not intrigued about this i'm i am but i'm uh i'm just i'm angry i'm hashtag mad about it because this there's so many things there's so many things we need okay we do need to talk about this as much as i don't actually want this to be real (laughs) um the pay-per-view event, the global pay-per-view event, known as WWE Crown Jewel. No idea where it is, but it's somewhere on the globe. Pre- Saudi Arabia. Pre-show, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura defeat Rusev. Pretty out of the blue. Really good spot, though. I don't know if you even saw this match. They had a really good spot. Nakamura was standing up out of an accolade, and Rusev was kind of walking over him. And Nakamura gave an accidental low blow. And then Akin Shasa for the win. Kind of like that finish. Wish they would have used it in a bigger match, but I like it. Uh, and then, okay, so we started the night off. We had the first round of the World Cup. Ray Mysterio beat Randy Orton. And at this point, I'm sitting here pretty because I picked that match, and I was like, yeah, this night is going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's going to be boring. It's going to be very non-controversial, so they never have to talk about this again. Boy, howdy, was I fucking wrong. <laughs> So let's dive into this, shall we? The next match, we had The Miz and Jeff Hardy. I picked Jeff Hardy because, you know, nostalgia. Nope, Miz wins. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's whatever. Ray's probably going to go to the final. Ray will beat Miz. That's fine. 
So then we had Seth Rollins uh, versus Bobby Lashley. And honestly, should have saw this one coming. Bobby Lashley is reportedly injured. So I knew I kind of should have known that he wasn't going to win a match and wrestle a second match. So Kurt, or geez, Seth won with a quick curb stomp to win. Uh, <clears throat> kind of out of nowhere, too. It was a good finish. A terrible match, but good finish. I mean, when one of them is pretty much rendered useless as far as uh, it's injury. a shoulder injury I, I yeah but that's most of Lashley's Ooh, game that's true too uh Dolph Ziggler oh this one hurts Dolph Ziggler pinned Kurt Angle clean I want to I want to emphasize Drew McIntyre was at at uh, ringside for this match he did not interfere with Kurt Angle I watched this match back he did not interfere. Dolph Ziggler won with a zigzag clean. He kicked out of the angle slam, of the Olympic slam, whatever the fuck it's called, and then he was in the ankle lock for a good five minutes. Maybe not two minutes, but still, he was in the ankle lock for a very long time, and then he just hit a zigzag and beat and pinned Kurt. So way to waste the fucking Kurt angle return. And right away, <laughs> my pick to win the tournament's out. And I was like, well, fuck. I can get one more point from this tournament because I picked Ray to win one more match. So I was like, all right, I can get one more point. That's fine. Then we had the bar versus the New Day. The New Day came out on a fucking magic carpet. <laughs> now, my first reaction was like, that's a little racist. <laughs> a little bit. Second, it moved slower than The Undertaker. Did the it? thing literally... I've never heard so much of the New Day's theme song, and it's my alarm in the morning. <laughs> what? The New Day's the New Day's theme is my alarm in the morning. Right, I know. I it's that. perfect. It's a new day. Yes, it is. It's perfect. Okay, but they, they the thing moved like a half a mile an hour. It was just incredibly painfully slow. Mm. Um, yeah. Big Show hit a knockout punch on Big E, I think, to win the match. Well, he hit a knockout and then a brogue kick to win the match. Ten-minute match. It was not near the caliber that New Day and the bar can have. Not near the caliber that the New Day um, <laughs> And then we continued with the World Cup semifinals. <sighs> and we had Miz beat Ray. So that's cool. Uh, way to kind of waste Ray. Like, he right. lost clean. He literally lost clean to Miz. Miz, I, I shouldn't say clean, I guess. Ray hit the 619 and then went to drop the dime with a frog splash, and Miz got the knees up and rolled up, rolled him up after that. So, I clean. I, I There was no interference. It wasn't cheating or anything. It was a clean wrestling way to win. So, again, I feel like you're kind of ruining and wasting the return of, you know, Angle and Ray now. And then the other semifinals match, a match that I was done with two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> I've been done with this feud for a very Honestly. long time. I think everyone has. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Beat Seth Rollins with slight interference from Drew. So, like, y yeah, like, I get that. But, again, beat Seth clean with a super kick. 
Super kick fell into the cover. One, two, three. Seth Rollins is a double champion right now. He is the Raw Tag Team. He is one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah. And he is the WWE Intercontinental Champion. He has held that belt since WrestleMania. And he just lost clean to Dolph Ziggler. Like I said, slight interference, but Seth has come overcome that interference before. So you can't tell me that the <sighs> I can't get I can't get mad about this because of what's to come. <laughs> <clears throat> I just can't. So, first of all, yeah. put this into retrospect. Your World Cup final is Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Da, 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 da. First of all, heel versus heel. Second of all, they were both done. I shouldn't say done. They were both more relevant five, eight years ago. Miz has been good lately, but I like can't get mad. Carry on. <laughs> Have to save my energy for a little bit. AJ Styles then defended his champion his WWE championship against Samoa Joe. Ten minute match. Their worst match out of the four that they've had. You believe so? Yes, not good at all. Okay. Um and yeah, AJ won with a clean, phenomenal forearm. Not good. Here we now, go. If I were to just look at the card like that, yeah. Forget these last three matches real quick. If I were to just look at that card, okay, cool. It's a decent, you know. <laughs> you got the World Cup, surprising World Cup finishes. That's fun. The Bar New Day, they had a fun entrance, kind of fun match. Cool. We got to see a WWE Championship match. Cool show. Nothing too crazy yet. Yet. Brock Lesnar defeated Braun Strowman for the WWE Universal Championship. I don't want to talk about it. Yes, you heard me. Brock Lesnar is your new WWE Universal Champion. It's amazing what all that blood money from Saudi will do to keep you on under contract for a while. First ever two-time Universal Champion. And will now face off AJ Styles at Survivor Series for whatever that's worth. For a rematch. Right. Ah! <laughs> yeah. God, I forgot about that. I made a joke about that. You did. Ah! <laughs> I hate Brock Lesnar. We when all Lesner, do. When Brock Lesnar doesn't have a championship, I'm a big fan. He's very entertaining. He can put on... Surprising and entertaining matches. Never great technical matches, but they can put they can be good matches. Paul Heyman tells a good story. I like the Brock Lesnar character. When this man has a fucking championship, and he's not on Raw, and he's just dominant, and they put him two over, God, it pisses me off. And so this match, to, to, to kind of clarify, it, it wasn't a good match. It wasn't a back-and-forth match. The match started, Baron Corbin was there to present the new Universal Champion, so he was there in the middle of the ring before the match, and he held up the title like the ref normally does. He's walking out of the ring, and before he leaves the ring, he drills Braun Strowman in the back of the head with the Universal Championship. And then Lesnar's like, oh, cool. He literally had a, face on a, had a look on his face, was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. And he just picked up, Str the bell rang, Strowman, Strowman stood up, bell rang, F5. One, two, kick out. F5, 
One, two, kick out. F5. One, two, kick out. Then Lesnar threw Strowman, got him up for the F5. F5 him to the outside of the ring. I shit you not, threw him off of his shoulders to the outside of the ring. Strowman then beat the 10 count at nine, nine and a half, whatever. And then he he got into the corner, and Lesnar ran at Strowman, and Strowman got a big boot like to reverse the move. And at this point, you're like, oh, here comes the comeback. We're going to see Strowman win. <clears throat> nope. Fifth F5, one, two, three. You're new. Universal champion, Brock Lesnar. Three minutes and 15 seconds this match went. I will repeat the same thing I said in the group chat. I really hate this company. I'm... mm, If I didn't have a Raw review show, three count, Tuesdays, 4 p.m., also on YouTube. You wouldn't watch it, would you? I wouldn't watch Monday Night Raw. We all know what that product was like when Lesnar wasn't on TV. It was a shit show. And now, due to unfortunate events, you don't even have Bro- or you don't even have Roman Reigns on that show. You have God. You have your other two titles caught up in one storyline, Seth and Dean, which now becomes the program's most and your top baby face just got fucking buried. Strowman, Strowman now looks like an idiot. Like a... Uh. What is he now? 0 for 2 against Lesnar now? Braun Strowman is 0 and 5 in WWE Universal Championship matches. It's the same thing with Shinsuke Nakamura that I was talking about earlier this year. He isn't a credible champion anymore because you haven't built him up as a... If this match happened... See, the thing is that they have. They've done everything to build him up. Like exactly. He's going to be the guy, and then they fuck him. If this They was, didn't do this with Shinsuke. If They've w- done it like on a monumental worst <sighs> level with with, uh, with Strowman. If this was the first championship match that he had ever had, and this was the first time he faced Lesnar, this would be great, because then you can tell the story of him overcoming Lesnar at WrestleMania. Perfect. But this is this is the third time facing Lesnar, like you said. This is his fifth Universal Championship match, and he's lost all of them. He's not a credible top guy anymore, not in my eyes. He hasn't beaten a single top guy. So my thing is, what are they? My I don't know what the was this Plan B. This couldn't have been Plan B with us with the circumstances That's the other with thing. Roman. What the fuck do you do with Lesnar now? That's the thing. He wasn't at UFC, so he didn't show off the belt. All that they got out of that was DC saying, hey, Brock, bring your championship. I want to be a WWE champion, too, which is so fucking scripted. It fucking hurts. Oh, what do they do? Who beats Lesnar now? There's only one logical answer in my mind, and I doubt they'll even do that. Drew McIntyre. No, because they're going to throw him in a feud with Braun, apparently. And then that means no universal. I'm so fucking... And you want to know something? Money. This that this has to be the only <clears> thing, because it all like what's this couldn't have been Plan B. If this is if this is what the writers came up with on the spot for Plan B, well after the due to the unforeseen circumstances, then I take back every great thing I gave the writers on the night of that Raw. I take back everything. 
there's only one way they can actually redeem this, and if it is if someone beats Lesnar for the title on Raw tomorrow night or tonight for people listening. If if, if he loses it on Raw this week, then which that's we know okay. will not happen. Like if, if he drops it to McIntyre, Finn Balor, Braun. No, I don't want to see it. It has to be anyone but I legitimately, Braun. I'm a Braun Strowman fan. He's a great wrestler. He's a really good big guy. He's over. He can, he can kind of talk. I don't want to see it on him anymore. They haven't made him a credible guy. Like, they built him as a credible guy, but he can't he can't win the big one. But that's, so not, why, but that's not his fault because they – cause know every it's not other, his fault. Because in this case, in all the other times I feel they've been multi-man matches and they just have – they actually, he's never eaten the pin. In the multi-man matches, they always have somebody else to to eat the pin because they wanted to build Braun as a monster. But he ate the pin here. Yeah, because WWE is a fucking idiot because money. That's what I I'm never when I talk about this kind of stuff, I never say like, "Oh, I hate Braun Strowman as a person, as a wrestler." Right. No, I'm clearly talking about how they book him. Right. No, it's I, no, completely I com- their fault. No, I completely understand and I completely know exactly what you're talking about. But I, don't I mean, see him as a credible champion. So no, I don't want to see him as. But a But then champion. who's the top face? If the top face is him, you have to throw the belt on him. That's the problem. WWE, for all the good things that we gave them for recalibrating after the Roman thing, now put themselves back in the same fucking corner they finally got out of at SummerSlam. See, that's the thing. We we praise WWE because every time their back is against the wall. They, they do- pull some shit out their ass and it, it's a work of art. But when they're in an open fucking room with endless possibilities... They choose the worst ones. Yeah. Vince was like, hey, it's a good idea to put it back on Brock, but it's not. It was shit for ratings. The fans hated it. Yeah. And the ratings were already bad before when it was vacant and everything. The and when Roman have been had the terrible lately. They're about to fucking tank now. Survivor's Survivor Series isn't gonna help it. Ronda versus Becky ain't gonna help it. AJ versus Brock ain't gonna help it. Shinsuke versus Seth is gonna be pretty fucking good. That's gonna be dope. I that's, can't yeah, wait for that. Good, Dude, I dope. can't wait for that one. <sighs> I just don't And <sighs> You wanna know the worst thing? This wasn't this wasn't even the weirdest I know. This wasn't the worst thing I know. to happen at Crown Jewel. I know. Not even by far. Not even by a large margin, this wasn't the worst thing. Oh, my God. In the finals of the WWE World Cup, it was slated to be Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. And before the match, uh, Baron Corbin stayed out after the Universal title match. And Shane McMahon, the commissioner, because Paige couldn't be there because of Saudi Arabia reasons, uh, Shane McMahon came out to represent SmackDown to celebrate when his team uh, may have won. <clears throat> and the ref told Drew McIntyre to go back to the go to the back because hey, this is a big match. We don't want you interfering. Go to the back. This needs to be straight up one on one. And Miz, being another heel, tried to take advantage and started attacking Dolph Ziggler. Eventually, Ziggler rolled out to the en- outside of the ring. Miz jumped out to the outside of the ring from the apron, landed weird on his ankle, total kayfabe, this is complete fake injury, and he hurt his ankle, he played it as he, really good actor, because he actually had a lot of people, I wasn't watching this one live, I had to go to work by this time, 
but he had a lot of people fooled that he was actually hurt. And, but then eventually he, you know, when the ref, he was like, no, I can go in. I can go in. And the ref was like, no, you can't. And he was like, but I never get injured. And that's when I was like, okay, it's fake. Duh. Which I'm going to get into a second. <clears throat> so the ref was about to, the ref told Greg Hamilton, the announcer, he was like, hey, Miz can't continue. So Dolph wins by forfeit. And Greg Hamilton was like, due to forfeit, your winner and WWE uh, World Cup champion is, and then Sh Shane kind of pushed the microphone out of his way was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can figure something out here. We don't have to. There's no forfeit here. We we can figure something out. And he's like looking around. He's like, what do I do? And Hamilton, I love it because he picks up his mic again. He goes, Dolph. And he starts, he continues the announcement. And then Shane's like, no, 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 no. And this is when Shane goes, oh, I can be in the tournament. <laughs> Which, first of all, no. But yes. Shane McMahon <laughs> put himself into the final of a tournament he was not in. <laughs> and two minutes and 30 seconds later, Shane McMahon. Wait. <laughs> no. No, okay. No. No, 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 no. Don't finish the sentence. Don't finish the sentence. Because I know he won, but you mean to tell me Shane McMahon squashed Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> I shit you not. Shane McMahon in the year 2018 squashed Dolph Ziggler. This man. Uh, first of all, have you ever heard the report that Shane McMahon gets too excited in the ring? <laughs> so Shane gets way too excited and he gets into the fight. Yeah. Like he gets really, wait, he gets too pumped up. And he hits people. So uh, in this one, the bell rings and Shane just fucking decks Ziggler in the face. <laughs> and it wasn't fake. Like he fucking decked Ziggler in the face. And then uh, later he hits one of his What spinning... report is this? I want to read it. It's hilarious. Cause apparent and then he hits a spinning back out his his flying spinning back elbow and he fucking connects on the back elbow. Oh my god, it was really funny. But then yeah. <laughs> Two minutes and 20 seconds in, climbs up to the top rope for a coast-to-coast, -coast, hits the coast-to-coast. -coast. He squashed Dolph Ziggler in 2018. One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. Your winner of the WWE World Cup and best in the world, <laughs> Shane McMahon. How apropos of Vince to make it his son in the first event of its kind. This makes me hate SmackDown. <laughs> and that's hard to do. I know. All of my favorite wrestlers are on SmackDown. <laughs> the best program is SmackDown. They have the better general manager. They're only two hours. They have better writers. Better wrestling. They have the better championships. Championship. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I, I hate Shane McMahon. <laughs> I've realized that. When he's here, it's about him. Like, McMahon booking is never cl more clear than when Shane McMahon is involved. I mean, Stephanie, too, and Vince, even. 
Because Vince's... Think about Vince's last match, CM Punk on Monday Night Raw. He didn't lose that match. CM Punk ran away. Like... <laughs> Stephanie looked good against the match... Or against Ronda Rousey in a match. But she beat... Freaking arm she bar. beat Brie Bella a couple years ago at SummerSlam. And now Shane McMahon went toe-to-toe with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Almost toe-to-toe with, with The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. He's wrestled at Survivor Series for the past three years. And now, in WWE canon, Shane McMahon can actually call himself and be factually correct when he calls himself the best <laughs> in the world. I fucking hate this company sometimes. <laughs> I can't tell you how pissed I am at this. The w- they built this tournament as the... The winner of this match is the best in the world. They are the best wrestler. We scoured the earth for the World Cup to get the best wrestlers, and this is what we came up with, and here's the winner. And they said the words best in the world so many times that they just they put it in our brains that the winner of this was going to be a big deal and is going to be the best in the world. And what the fuck do we get? <laughs> And you know what was really funny? Did you see the picture of Shane McMahon backstage with the trophy? Dude yeah. was sweatier than Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Ziggler just wrestled three matches. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for yelling so much in this episode. Oh. Oh. This is a bad weekend. This <laughs> is a bad weekend. We're not even done with Drown Jewel. <laughs> now, okay. Now that I'm done complaining about that Shane McMahon thing. There is something interesting that has been brought to my attention. Okay. That if they do this, <laughs> it might, <laughs> might, might redeem what they did. <laughs> like how there, like there's a big might. fat might. They have to play it perfectly right, and if I know WWE, they won't. They're not going to. <laughs> now I'm so ready for this. Because Miz was sitting there saying, "I never get injured." This never happens. I want to f- continue the match. And then Shane just happened to be out there and was like, hey, I can wrestle. There is a conspiracy theory that could. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. That's a conspiracy theory as far as WWE canons. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. That the storyline may go <clears throat> that Miz and Shane were in on this. And Miz legitimately faked the injury. So that a fresh Shane McMahon could enter himself into the match and therefore bring the World Cup to SmackDown. Which would make Shane a heel now? Yes, that's the big thing. (laughs) Shane McMahon, after this, I shit you not, Ollie Davis of WrestleTalk timed Shane McMahon's celebration after this match because he went around, he was on the top rope with his trophy and he's in the ring, and then he went and did a circle of high fives and he was hugging children and shit. I shit you not, his celebration lasted three minutes and 15 seconds. That's how long Lesnar versus Strowman went. That's longer than his match when Ziggler went. But all anyway. Right. All right, so where are we going with the, with the cele- time celebration thing? He was celebrating with children. He was high-fiving. He was yeah. like, yeah, look at me. I won. I'm so cool. Yeah. He wasn't a heel. He wasn't like, fuck you guys. I won. I'm the best in the world. He was like, no, look at me. I just won. Yeah. I'm so cool. Yeah, high-five. I'm so cool. 
take pictures of me. He was a face. Yeah. That's what pisses me off about <laughs> McMahon shit, too. Because McMahon, when he was... Oh, what feud was it? Hasn't Shane always Kevin been, Owens? Hasn't Shane always been a face since he returned to WWE television? Yes, but but in the way that he's booked, not really. If you think about the Kevin Owens, I, was it Kevin Owens or was it AJ? I thought it was the AJ feud. There was a feud where he, mm, I don't remember, but there was a feud where he was basically booked as the heel, but. He was baby face. That was the, that would be the AJ feud. Was it AJ? I believe it was AJ. Might have been Kevin too. Because but he was technically booked as a heel, but ev- but everyone really oh yeah, knew that AJ it was, was like heel at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's the thing. I, said, AJ mm. was definitely a heel at that so time. So if shit. if 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 this is a Shane, although I don't want a Shane heel turn because that's another heel authority figure, and then that that's what Raw's for. That's what Raw's exactly. for. So I would kind of hate that. But I thought you were going to say Miz is going to try to be like, like it was supposed to be me. We should wrestle for and, the actual title best in the world. And not and and honestly, I don't need to see a heel turn. That can just be Shane being petty towards Raw because then that can build into a Survivor, a, a Survivor that can Series. That into thing. a Survivor Series. So right. we don't need the heel turn. If, if they tell the story that Miz faked the injury so that Shane could be the fresh guy and win it for SmackDown. That will redeem it slightly. I still fucking hate. Be- yeah. Tournament for the best in the world that has Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Kurt Angle, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I like there's like Bobby Lashley. Seth Rollins. Seth freaking. And Shane McMahon. Wait, I'm done. Nope, I'm done. We have one more match. We Can we get to match. that? <laughs> Somehow, and I'm sure this math isn't correct, but this match went longer than all the other matches combined. Yeah. No, that's not actually true. But <laughs> D-Generation X versus the Brothers of Destruction. Now. In a 2008 time machine fight. Fucking 1996. I legitimately think someone looked it up. I think it was 95 or 96. There was a Survivor Series card with all four of these men on the card. Three of them being in the main event. I yeah. think it was Taker, Taker, Triple H, and Kane. Was that when Triple H was technically Hunter Hearst Helmsley? I think so, yeah. But anyway, did you see anything of this match? I or hear saw anything? a couple spots. Did you hear? I it? heard about a couple spots. Did you hear about Triple H? I did. There's a lot of things I heard about okay. this. Twitter, Twitter was my lifeline for this. Right. I heard that Shane, I heard that Sean ate a couple shots. Sean can still sell. I want to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah everyone said that Sean <clears throat> looked good. Sean, in this match. Sean can still sell. Like I obviously, like I said, I've never seen him actually live wrestle. I I have gone back and I've seen a few of his matches. D- dude can still sell. He knows how to. Right. Sell. Everything that he sold it well. However, he took a few shots that were that you know it was. <laughs> there was a moonsault that they didn't catch him on. Yeah, but then there's another thing that he like took a freaking face. So he did he did his his uh, corner spot where he like fucking does a front flip and then like flips up and then ends up you know you know yeah. you know the spot, and then Triple H got whipped into the corner, and I don't know what happened. I need to go back and watch this. I don't know what happened, but immediately when this happened. Triple H fell to the outside of the ring, and he started holding his right peck. 
Now, later in the match, when he comes back in the ring, you can visibly see his pec is not in the right spot. He, he straight up dislocated his right pec. And you could tell because the next, for the rest of the match, when he came in, he was only using his left arm. He would chop with his left arm when I'm sure they were sp probably supposed to be punches. He did more chops in that match than I've ever seen Ric Flair do. And he was chopping with his left arm. He was throwing people with his left arm. I think someone was supposed to reverse a throw at one point. But because it was with the left arm, the angle was all off and everything. This match suffered because Triple H was out for a large chunk. And then when he came in, he was hurt and he was limited. Well, and they... then he was out for another large chunk. Well, it's been confirmed confirmed that he tore it he tore he did tear he tore, it. He I, tore i'm the, not surprised he couldn't yeah, it's confirmed that he that he tore the pectoral muscle when he went for the pedigree late in the game or late in the match he couldn't clinch it he got the arms up but he couldn't he couldn't bring them together it, it was bad there was one point in the match sean was down triple h would ju was just choke slammed through the announce table by the way didn't clear off the monitors landed dead ass on the monitor Ooh. didn't look good uh, so that was all Undertaker's fault, but everyone's down except for Undertaker who somewhat in character. I, I always give Undertaker credit. He stays in character no matter what. He kind of tried to stay in character. He crawled towards triple H and like stared at him like angrily, but you could see he was like asking him like, okay, what's wrong? What are we going to do? And I, I'm sure triple H being the professional that he is was just like, keep going with what we have planned. Um, cause it looked like the finish was, I'll have to go back and watch it to see if they're to, to, to see that. Wait, it's so like, so, watch. so like, so describe that. So was it like, clearly he was like staring, but or was oh, he like, yeah. so was he like so speaking with him? Or? He was like on his stomach almost. And he had his arms up. So you like, like a Superman position. Uh -huh. I just realized I was away from the mic. He was in like a Superman position and like staring at triple H like angrily, but also you could see them trying to talk to each other. It was weird. And they, the commentary played it off well. And, I don't know. The match suffered. The match was going to suffer. And honestly, to be fair, this match or this show got cut short. Not cut short, but like it ended at a weird time. Like it, it had, I think, 20 more minutes. I think it was like 20 or 15 2 when it when the feed cut. Uh-huh. I think this match was supposed to go 15, 20 minutes longer. Wow. I think it got cut short. I and that, well, yeah, because he was basically a one-wing exactly. person. So the report—that's what the reports are. I mean, when I saw them Friday and Saturday, well, I saw that the I saw that the that the that yeah. he might have suffered a torn pectoral, um, which would rule him out for quite a bit. And this match wasn't going to be good to begin with, but it would have been a lot better because Triple H is a good wrestler still. Yeah, and Sean apparently can still fucking go. And we haven't seen him in a ring in forever. Taker can still put on a good match with a good wrestler. At he, he when get when given enough time to get his body into it, I still think, and I know Triple H is never going to do this because he's Triple H. If this match would have been 10, 15 minutes at the most of just spots of doing all condense this match, in I half. don't think it was a him thing. I think it was events. Let's churn out all the nostalgia we can. Let's 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 ride. Let's milk this sucker for money. If you look at if this was a trips thing, it would have been shorter. I if think. If you look at history of Triple H's matches. Triple H matches, though, they're normally longer than any other match on the card, especially since he since he has gained that creative power. Uh -huh. You look at 
God, you look at the, I mean, Survivor Series matches, obviously, but you look at all of his WrestleMania matches with Roman, with uh, Seth. The Seth one was super long. The Ronda match, Ronda's debut match was like 25 minutes long. Yeah. But it was basically Kurt versus Trips most of the time. I don't know. Historically, if you look at it, his matches are, even if they're long, they're the longest matches on the card normally. Yeah. So I I think it is mostly a Triple H thing. I don't know. (sighs) That was the main event, though. Three 50-year-olds and a 49-year-old. DX won. Super kick pedigree combo, which is good. I don't have Sean lose on his return match. That would have been stupid. But that's what Sean came out of retirement for. And I know you've been preaching that you didn't want him to come out of retirement. And I still do because I still think I I still think we will get at least one quote unquote dream match where we'll get him versus Styles. We'll get him versus Rollins. We'll get someone. I, God, we're going to see him versus Taker. I can just feel it. Because they pinned Kane. Kane took the pin. <sighs> Overall, this show is stupid. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch a minute of it. I, I, I had high expectations going in because the Greatest Royal Rumble was fun. Because it was basically a house show. But this wasn't fun. I had... I don't know if I would have left my expectations as high because I thought that they just wanted to get in and get out. Yeah, that too. With all the controversy. The other thing, and Tom pointed this out, I think he said it in the group chat. The commentary was fucking terrible. Like, it was next level terrible. Really? There was one point where Michael Cole, for a good minute, the only words he said were, oh my God. And then at one point he also said, what a move. Literally, a finisher happened, and then a hot tag, and all he said was, what a move. He didn't say who did the move, what the... How was Renee? Renee was fine. She <laughs> At the beginning of the show, someone asked her how she was doing, and she said, I'm freaking out. And I said, yeah, you probably are, aren't you, Renee? Oh, God. Corey but, was having fun like he was. At I was going to say, is Corey just... Typical Corey. Corey's always good. Um, Commentary is terrible. The Saudi Saudi audience. Yeah, so I I saw a couple images where there were actually, like, tourists, like, because I saw there was, like, people from, like, Saudi natives, and it just seemed like there was other people from across the world. Yeah, it looked, there was, at one point, there (laughs) was a fan with his kids. Dressed in John Cena shit. Right, because I, cause I was seeing some of the pictures. I was just they like... clearly weren't Saudi. I was going to say, like... Oh, let's be... I, I saw <clears throat> quite a few white folks in that fucking crowd. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, What I was going to say was that the, the Saudi men who were there, they were like high business people. They were treating this like a fucking business convention. Like, people were moving. There were a lot of empty seats. Like, in the, because, you know, they have, like, that weird, like, the basically, like, the front row, like, the floor yeah, yeah, seats. Yeah, 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 the front row is just, like, all, like. They're important people. I feel like they've all got to be, like, important people. Yeah. Then the rest of the area is just, like, fans. like, comfortable, fans. like, lazy boy almost yeah. chairs. And then the rest of the arena is just, like, reg- is like Exa- the, the, com- regular, the common yeah. people, yeah. And 
a lot of those chairs were just empty because people were getting up and moving and talking, like going to do business shit. It was weird. It was super weird. Um, yeah, I don't, there's not much I can say about this show other than fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck Brock Lesnar as a champion. Fuck Shane McMahon. I'm sorry for all my swearing. If you, if anyone's offended, I actually, I'm not. Fuck. Um, I, I don't know why I just said that. I'm never offended. I, I, um, I don't give a fuck if anyone's offended by it. If you're not, if you're, if you are offended, then stop listening. Anyway. That's all I have to say to that. Um, don't listen to an explicit podcast. Um, yeah, tired Kyle doesn't give a fuck. Uh, yeah. Fuck Lesnar, fuck Shane McMahon. Unfortunate that Triple H tore his pec. Um, credit to him. He's not Sin Cara. Do you remember when Sin Cara broke his finger and called off the match? Broke his pinky finger and said he couldn't continue the match. And then Triple H tore his pec and finished it. And he also tore his quad on the night of Monday Night Raw and finished that match, yep. too. Triple H is a fucking warrior. Um, they, don't make, they don't make many like him anymore. I'm very interested to see where they go. And how much, first of all, how much they address Saudi Arabia and how much of it is actually canon. Because if, if they do a universal title switch on Monday Night Raw and then they never bring up the World Cup. You mean like how they never bring up the Greatest Royal Rumble? Exactly. If they do those two things. Which Braun technically won in case you're wondering. I will fully, I will fully believe that they want, well, you know, that it wasn't canon. That they only did Lesnar for a big shock pop like they did at WrestleMania. And Shane. But, then, but they're already. I feel pro- like that was just But Shane. they're already promoting Brock and AJ for Survivor Series. They're promoting oh, round shit, two. Well, they, but they were promoting gender versus Brock, and then they changed that. True. Last year. Um, well, yeah, because who wants to see gender versus Brock? You know what I just. I kind of did. I kind of wanted to see Jimmy. We all knew how that one was going to end. I kind of wanted to see Jimmy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Shit beaten out of him. I kind of did want to see that. And we all low-key wanted to see Jinder But then AJ versus in. Brock was actually a really fucking good match last year. Um, yeah, yeah, I just thought of Shane McMahon. That literally felt like a make-a-wish <laughs> for Shane McMahon. <laughs> it was like, like, oh, you want to... <laughs> You want to be the best in the world? You can, you think you're the best wrestler in the world? Well, here, let's validate that. I, this show is fucking stupid. That was awful. Yeah, it really was. And no, I, I'm talking about your fucking Make-A-Wish comment. Well, no, Make-A-Wish is good. Sure. Yeah, I know Make-A-Wish no, is it, good, it, but it, comparing that to a Make-A-Wish freaking yeah. thing. No, that's what it felt like. It felt like... It felt like, a, it felt like they just gifted him. It felt like Shane McMahon was a Make-A-Wish child, and they were like... It, you know, go have your moment. Go have a moment at this show. The that we boss's don't think is son is gonna that's have a I moment. Think, that's why I think it's funny because I also think I still kind of see Shane McMahon as a spoiled rich kid because he is. He, he really he is, is if you think about it. Because now he, they actually think that he's a good wrestler. He's not, but now in his mind and in canon and in WWE canon, he is the best in the world. <laughs> In a tournament that he wasn't in. In your honest, in your honest opinion, do you think they're gonna? Do you think this does become part of WWE canon? No. Or, or do you think it's just like the greatest, greatest Royal Rumble? It's like, oh yeah, we'll see the this trophy happened. this week, and then we'll never see it again. Because the only thing that they kept as far as WWE canon for Royal Rumble 
was the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns feud. Oh, no. That was the only thing. How funny. Now, obviously, we already said we don't want Shane McGrath to be heel. How funny would it be if he did turn heel and everywhere he went, he brought that trophy and he literally set it down in front of him before he cut a promo and he cut a promo and he's like, okay, yeah, look at me. And then he walked it. I, I, I would think it's kind of dope, actually. It'd be kind of funny. He might be my favorite heel <laughs> if that would happen. <laughs> I need to go to sleep. This is weird. Fuck this weekend. Packers lost. <laughs> there was no Jaguars game. I couldn't even get sad about them. Or happy. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Fucking crown jewel. <sighs> I need to go to sleep. Connor, go ahead and take us out. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> First round KO, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, find us there. Oh, Twitter, find us at FRKO Podcast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow me at Connor underscore seven. Links in the description. I'm very shocked you even picked up the damn microphone at that. Oh, wow. Wow. I just keep thinking about Crown Jewel. <laughs> and I keep getting angry. Stop thinking about Crown Jewel. I need to get it off my laptop. Like, out of sight, out of mind. There, that's better. Look at the top 25. Yeah, I'm not upset with college football right now. <laughs> UCF shouldn't be more than... <laughs> Oh Lord, we're gonna get out of here before we get before we find something to get angry at, angry about. Let's. Kurt Angle lost to Dolph Ziggler. See, see, see what I mean? What is life? See what I mean? All right, the next episode we'll let you know what that podcast is if either of us get around to actually listening to it, and then we'll get into whatever the hell else we're gonna talk about on Tuesday. We don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't induce absolute anger like it is right now. Next episode, we shocked the system since day one-ish. Beg a bag and please don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. Where the Michel is at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis dag. Stone cold bachelor. Acid rap and chancellor. Couple years in amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me as a challenge to manage it.